Welcome to the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters. We're your hosts, Shannon and Mary, otherwise known as Maya and Electra. Through working with the Akashic Records, we have become aware of our connection to the rainbow realm, the highest point in the universe, or the pinnacle point. We're here to spread the knowledge of the rainbow realm from the Council of the Pinnacle to help you awaken to the truth of who you are. We cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters. This is Shannon, and I'm really excited to share this week's episode with you. First off, I just want to acknowledge that the day this is airing, Tuesday the 22nd, is right after the Great Conjunction, the meeting of Jupiter and Saturn, and the winter solstice on the 21st, one of the uh, perhaps the most important astrological event of our lifetimes. And the energy is huge. <laughs> this is a really big deal. And I have been feeling a lot of upgrades within my own energetic and physical bodies, and I'm sure you have as well, and I would really love to hear about that. If you have anything you want to share, I invite you to send a message to our Instagram account, and we can chat about all of the ascension symptoms that have been coming along with this great conjunction. But I do want to share with you a little bit. I went into or was called into the Akashic Records in the Rainbow Realm of the 23rd Dimension this morning. I am recording this on Saturday, the oh, sorry, on Sunday the 20th. And I was called into the records. I met with my brothers and sisters on the Council of the Pinnacle for a few moments, and then one of my brothers on the council stood up and brought me with him and said we need to go meet the Syrian High Council and I have channeled the Syrians before I have not ever been taken to the Syrian High Council to the temple where they sit where they meet and he brought me across a rainbow bridge to the Syrian High Temple or the Syrian High Council's temple I met with um, Akan and Miranda, or also known as Osiris and Isis, and received so many downloads from them. I also was within that space, the Galactic Federation of Light came through, and they did several things with me that I don't fully understand, and they, I, when I asked them what was going on, what they were doing to my energetic body, to my... Um, soul frequency or power or whatever I'm not even sure what the word is honestly they said um, don't worry right now you're protected in love and light and so you don't need to worry about what we're doing we don't have words that you will understand yet but know that it is incredibly important and they did this whole kind of ceremony activation thing I don't even know I don't have words fully for it. And then I went back to talk again with Miranda and Akan, and they told me that they were giving me kind of like 
like the same kind of concept as like when someone gets the keys to a sit to the city. It's like um, being recognized as being important to that city. They were like, we're they kind of like getting the keys to their transmissions to their voices in terms of how they tra they speak to humans. Um, and they showed me a couple of other people who will um, eventually be pulled into this as well. And I'm sure that there are many other people who connect with them in different dimensions, but they were telling me that, that they had chosen me in this particular dimension, the 23rd dimension. So in the unity consciousness, the prismatic point of the universe to speak for them at this moment, um, or not speak for them, but to like translate and receive their transmissions. And so I posted that on my Instagram. I posted what they asked me to share on Saturday, on Sunday on my Instagram. Um, I encourage you to go check it out if you haven't seen it by the time this episode comes out. Um, I know that there's been a lot of stuff on social media about censoring and banning and all of this, this stuff. And I've really seen that happening <laughs> in the sense that the more the deeper, more intense posts that I create, the more likely they are to um, not be visible to most of my followers. So I do really encourage you to see that, to go look for that transmission because it was so, so powerful, is so powerful, and I want to share it with you all. Um, that's the whole point of even writing it was for it to be heard and shared with the collective. So wanted to share that with you all. And now let's go into this episode. So this episode is a conversation between myself and the wonderful Brianna Jolie. She is um, an intuitive channel. She reads the Akashic Records. She works with tarot. She is a beautiful rainbow soul. She is someone I connected with this year. Um, a definite member of um, my soul family and I of hers. I'm really excited to share this episode with you guys. We talked, to, we recorded it a few weeks ago, and um, I've been waiting to release it because I just really wanted to make sure I release it at the right time. And, and this week does feel really, it does feel like the right time. So we talk a lot about um, animal spirit medicine because Brianna works a lot with animals. It's one of her real beautiful deep soul gifts is working with animal medicine she's so connected to the animals at one point her dogs um, you can hear them in the recording they start barking to validate that even further as we're talking about animal medicine which i think is so beautiful and we just really go deep into how to connect to animals what different animal um what different animals mean in, in their spirits, what their spirits mean, what their medicine is. And we talk about her journey. We talk about how to get connected to your own animal medicine. We talk about her and her partner and their incredible relationship and activations that they have brought forward for each other. We talk about so much. And this episode to me just talking with Brianna was really a beautiful activation of meeting and really connecting with another 
member of my soul family, of our soul family, because everyone here in this space right now, we are all soul family. Um, And to hear about her journey and about her practices and how she practices and uses her gifts. And there are some gifts that we have that are very similar, but we practice them in our own ways and so to hear how she practices her gifts is really fascinating I just love getting another perspective if that makes sense and yeah I really really enjoyed that so I'm really really am excited to share this episode with you you can find Brianna on Instagram. Her Instagram is at Brianna Jolie. And I want to say that at the beginning, because if you're not already connected with her, you definitely should be. She also has a, um, her own tarot deck and we're going to talk about it. You'll hear about it in the episode that is for sale. And there will be a link for that in the show notes. So you can check it out because, I'm so excited for her and and so proud as um, a bystander who just was watching her go through that experience um, in the online world and being really, really impressed with how amazingly her launch of this deck has gone. Um, It's really inspiring. And so (laughs) I definitely want you guys to go check that out. If you love tarot, it might be a deck that calls to you. yeah just wanted to make sure that I brought that in here otherwise I think it's time to just go into this episode otherwise I'll just keep I'll keep talking and I think what's really most important is for you to hear the conversation and to hear all of the wisdom that Brianna has to share so let's go straight into this episode Hello, Brianna. Thank you so much for being here. Um, It's such an honor to get to talk with you. You as well. It's been a long time coming. It really has been, honestly. Would you just like to tell everyone listening a little bit about you? Let's just kind of set that stage and then we're just going to talk about all of the good stuff. Oh, awesome. So my name is Brianna Jolie. I'm an intuition guide as well as a channeler. Um, Most of my practices that I do revolve around animals, tarot, the Akashic records, and nature. A lot of things that have rooted us back into some of our ancient ancestry and things that we have been really doing all of our lives, but now just bringing it back into a more modern time and and remembering within ourselves where we come from. Yeah, oh, that's beautiful. Oh my goodness. So how do you get started on this journey? Um, (laughs) wow. Honestly, I think it all started with the life that I chose to live being that, you know, I was called to join a family being an only child. So the life I chose being an only child allowed me to to play and make believe. (laughs) Um, I had a lot of time to fill. So with that time, I, I spent it playing outside with the animals, with nature, with the elements, um, and really, really rooting into also my creativity as well. Um, Part of the awakening or remembering 
started to come around after um, pretty traumatic events in my life, um, dealing with my father's alcoholism, um, always growing up not feeling like I fit in in like a traditional school sense. I'm sure a lot of us have gone through that as well. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly in college, I feel like that's like a lot of that same like early 20s age, um, you know, where we really are kind of taken away from, from the immediate environment that we grew up in to do some of our own instinctual exploring. So that kind of led me to new environments, um, new facets of self, connecting to spirit and, and feeling, feeling more free in order to do that. Um, and the rest was just like curious, intuitive, um, knowledge and, and picking up and, and really just playing without any rule book um, and exploring that. Yeah, I love that. And I love what you say about not like not going with a rule book because that's been really huge for my spiritual journey too. And I know for Mary as well um, is all of the old rule books, all of the old like, this is how you do this. Like it just doesn't resonate anymore at all. And I know that for you, just from conversations we've had before and from what you just said, like that, that doesn't resonate for you either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've definitely had, you know, human mentors and, and, and friendships and stuff that have allowed me to take pieces of, of it all. Um, and also, you know, just being inspired by, by different cultures and their practices, but yeah, it's definitely not, needing to kind of stick my head like an ostrich into one hole yeah, um, and, and, and understand like all of that and take it as true for myself more kind of looking at the planes and seeing what resonates and bringing it into my own tool belt. I'm sure you, you resonate with that as well. Yeah. I see that yeah. within you too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, that's exactly, I mean, that's this new paradigm that mm -hmm. us and all of the, um, light workers and star seeds and elemental beings all of us of, of our generation and the generations coming like that's what we're doing is we're saying mm -hmm. the rule books aren't working anymore and we're going to take it from our lived experience and from the mentors who teach us but mm -hmm. you know we're questioning everything and finding the truth of everything for ourselves yeah absolutely our past lives yeah. our traumas experiences yeah all of it because those are the biggest teachers <laughs> oh absolutely yeah yeah and and no one's gonna understand really the medicine that each of it um is meant for you unless unless you explore it yourself and, and you go on the journey yourself a lot of the analogies i use have to do with like physically hiking <laughs> um and a lot of like when i speak to my clients i always bring in like the analogy of like the journey the path is actually you going out into the forest with no map um so, yeah, and that's just, I feel like when you were also talking about this just brought in another pain for me. A lot of my learnings and teachings have been actually me physically going into the forest. Um, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, and I'm sure you know this too, that a lot of our messages are rooted within um, the earth. Yeah. Um, whether that be our shoes are off or on or, or we're conscious or not of what we're really doing in there. Um, but calling us back into places with less distraction, um, places where many of our ancestors have taken foot and, and, and thrived and experienced and were really present without all the external noise, um, is again, kind of taking back what, what we've been doing all along, but yeah. I've just been like fed all these other things. 
I love that. Um, yeah, for me, it's the mountains. Every time I go into the mountains, I just receive so much activation and wisdom. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's, and I see that you, I see you talk about this a lot too, um, is the importance of like going out in nature. And that's something I, I wholeheartedly agree with. Like we really do have to, to ground in that it is our biggest teacher. Um, mm. And it's really funny. I'm um, doing a shamanic apprenticeship right now. And right now we're working with the earth. And my teacher is like, you really, cause I'm such a star being like, I just, mm-hmm. I live in the stars so easily. It's a really harder for me to be on earth. That it's getting easier, but it's always been like my biggest challenge. And she's like, you need to just be on the earth. Like even more than you are, you need to be spending so much time. Mm-hmm. In nature. And I think that's true for a lot of us. Like, Mm-hmm. It's, earth is dense it can be hard to stay here mm-hmm. and but nature is so beautiful that it makes us want to stay um i love that that's so beautiful <laughs> and i'm so interested um to hear more about your your apprenticeship um i've recently been resonating with that word um shaman shamanistic totem like all that um and again, I think it's my ancestors calling me in to learn more about it, um, since that's a lot of the words and, and practices that, that they've taken on. Um, but something, you know, I never felt like truly belonged to me. I've never been necessarily one that was connected to my ancestors, um, even within my own family. And I always joke <laughs> about, so, so some of my background, I'm German. And I always joke about like Germans and we're like always like not being friendly to one another mm-hmm. or even just in our own families. Like when you compare um, like some of my friends who are Italian, like it just, it just flows so easily. Like the community space is just like always present. Um, growing up as an only child, my, uh, my parents having um, hurtful relationship with their parents, barely growing up with any cousins or, or really lack of like even physical family that I'm like, I don't even know where to begin if I can't connect with my physical family to my ancestry that existed before me. Um, but, but in this season of my life, I'm, I'm truly called to, to dive back into that because as I've been doing a lot more healing work, I've been working with ego and inner child, but there is a piece missing there. And I, I feel like that's my ancestors calling me home. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I think I'm feeling that definitely because um, ancestors, that's actually been one of my biggest pieces of work um, up until now has been mm-hmm. ancestors. And um, I've shared this on the podcast before, so I'll just say this really briefly. Um, when I was really sick, my big, my big, kind of death um, was I had Lyme disease and I was very sick and I um, was just in a really dark place. And my grandfather um, who'd passed a few years before came through and literally told me how to heal myself. And since from then I was like, okay, I need to connect Mm -hmm. to my ancestors. Um, And doing that now too, in 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 this space of a apprenticeship is really beautiful too, to go like deeper into the ancestral patterns and the ancestral ego and the ancestral like inner child too, like all of these things that feed into um, what we're born with or, or what we um, assimilate really, really early. 
And Mm -hmm. I actually, at first, I didn't think I was going to do a full apprenticeship. I was like, I think I can just learn it myself. And then my guides for me, they were like, no, you need, you already are a shaman. Like all of us who feel that call, most of us probably already are one, like in past lives, we, we've done this before, but they were like, no, for the respect, we want you to, to work with somebody. And I really loved that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay. And now I understand. Cause I'm like, I couldn't have, it's really, I couldn't have pushed my ego in the same way as quickly. Like, yes, we can of course push ourselves um, by ourselves, but having someone there to be like, you're still resisting like you need to lean into this further is really really beautiful yeah I feel also um shaman shamanism is very community-based yeah therefore I I'm sure of it that it's almost part of the nature of to to come into that that title and to come into that full um that space and the magic and to, to even bring in your own um, wisdom into that is to have kind of like someone even like bigger than you or not even just like holding a presence for you to explore yourself because um, a lot of things are very unknown in that world. Um, so I feel like that's almost like a lended practice that that has been um, lend it to you that has been ready to lend to somebody else. Um, maybe even me now, I feel ready to yeah. <laughs> it, um, and, and me to whoever is listening. Um, so that's really beautiful. Yeah, no, I love that. That's exactly, that's the perfect way to describe it. Um, I also want to say it's funny. I, um, I'm also on my, on my dad's side, very German. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and my mom's side is very Celtic, but, um, that German, German Swiss ancestry is really funny. And it's actually come up in my apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, um, my teacher did a soul retrieval for me um, two weeks ago, almost. And she, at the end, she came out and she was like, yeah, your Swiss ancestors really need you to talk to them. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Just really beautiful how it all comes up. Um, but I think this is a brilliant place to kind of bring in the animals, because I have been really connecting with animals a lot. Um, I've always, so I've always really connected to animals in the sense that like pets I've had have been really, really important to me. Mm -hmm. But part of my apprenticeship is working with the earth animal spirits and you work with animals so much. And so I want to hear your experience, um, all the different types of animals you work with really and ways you work with them, forms of their forms, they take physical spirit, all of that. So, um, yeah, let's talk about it. (laughs) Oh man. My inner child is so happy to speak about this. Um, (laughs) growing up, I never was the little girl who wanted dolls. I never wanted anything that was like in this world. I always was like stuffed animals, stuffed animals, stuffed animals. <laughs> I, only, I only wanted to be surrounded by animals. Um, and, and when I played outside, I was just always on the hunt to, to find a new creature, to, to like look them in the eye, to maybe even like have like a physical experience with the wild. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in New York, I was surrounded by many woodland creatures. I remember deer being very prominent for me. Um, I never 
well, actually this, this is true. I did see wolves quite a bit because um, in my neighborhood, we have a wolf sanctuary that is actually really famous in cool. the United States. Um, so like part of our schooling was to go to the wolf sanctuary. Like it was something everyone did. Mm -hmm. It was like a rite of passage in where I grew up. Um, bears, even though like bears weren't like always in my immediate vision, not you just would feel their presence being in, in, in up north. Um, and through these animals, I just instinctually kind of spoke to them. Mm -hmm. When I even would see them, it would give me a sense of like, unconsciously at that age, just a sense of peace, like a sense of community. Even when I didn't have like necessarily someone to play with, I felt like I was playing with their energy. Um, and then when, and all, of course that also turned into like magical creatures too. They helped me kind of escape my um, reality and, and some of the trauma I was going through at a young age growing up um, in a household with an alcoholic um, and allowing me to like really like play and explore and, and, and feel power within myself outside of what I can naturally see. And this would actually allow me to gain friendships being an only child. I was able to connect with other friends who geeked out about animals, who wanted to play with dragons during recess and not go on the, on the jungle gym. Um, like we, we created stories and, and, we, and we told them and we were very creative and I feel like that allowed me to, to access my creative points. Um, then, then as I grew older, I recognized that, you know, some of the most pivotal lessons, I noticed animals come to me during those times. Um, during like a really important stage in my life where I met um, one of my first like loves. Mm -hmm. I remember a deer being really prevalent in our relationship. Um, when we would see each other, the deer would show up. And, and it wasn't just something I was like intuitively working with. I even, he would mention it to me at times. It's like, I just saw a deer and I was thinking about you or I just saw, yeah, it was just very interesting. Um, so I always took that as like a message of like, when you think of deer, like what's the, what's the first thing you think of? I normally see them like with their children or I normally see like um, them just being like really peaceful and quiet. Um, so, so seeing them in their natural state allowed me to remind myself or give, or give some of their medicine to me to be at peace. To, to just nurture myself, to um, maybe more come at it at a more calm perspective or, or more my mother. Um, and of course, like, as I grew older and, and I found more confidence in myself, then the wolf started resonating again. Um, and it's interesting how all these animals were like in my immediate presence as a child and I would play with them and I would talk to them, but then they would show up in my meditations as, as I became more confident in my gifts and played. Yeah. Um, they would show up as prominent guides, prominent, I'm here to help you work with this, and this is how we're going to do it. Um, when I feel called to, to pull mostly animal cards, which is pretty much all I have, because <laughs> it's just my favorite medicine. It feels homey. It feels um, right. Yeah. Um, I do sometimes have, it's, it's almost like funny, because I almost like sometimes feel the opposite of what you said. I, I feel very earth. Okay. I always feel very earth. Yeah. Um, and only recently I've been trying to, to connect with more of the star elements within me and, and, and connecting um, really my own magic to, to what's above me rather than just in my immediate universe. Um, I've always felt like very distracted Yeah. Like, with all this stuff. Um, so, so yeah, they've, they've, 
they've been here for me to, to help me through my most difficult times. They've been here for me to show me my strength and my independence and my own gifts. Um, and they come up a lot for my clients as well. So I feel like I'm meant to, to speak their language, to learn it. Um, because yeah, they've, they've just wanted me to, they've, they've told me they've, they've just, they won't go away. So I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, and then everywhere I live, you know, I take note of the animals that are present. I recently moved to Florida and the animals are so different. I was like, where am I? This isn't, this isn't homey at all. I'm seeing lizards, I'm seeing alligators and seeing cranes. This is very new to me. Um, but now I'm learning to read their medicine. And, and again, it's just looking at how they are in their natural state and taking that on um, to embody it when I need it. Yeah, I love that. I also love that one of your dogs started barking as you were saying that, like saying, yes, we're here for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the same thing with me. Oh my God, my pets have always been like my number one thing. I, I think as a child, that's all I would talk about is my dog. Yeah, Show and tell, too. what do you want to say today, Brianna? Oh, my dog did this today. We're doing this together with my dog. Like I always would like say to my friends, like my dog's like a person, like that's like my friend, that's my sister, that's my brother. And I always would say that. So interesting how that like now comes to be true. They are my, my soulmate, my friend. I, I don't really see them as, as something below me. I see them as an equal. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Most people, um, I know think I'm a little crazy because I'm like, my cats, I'm, a cat, I'm, I'm really connected to cats. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, they are legit angels. Like they truly are. Like they come to me in meditation in like angelic forms. Mm -hmm. And people are like, they're just animals. I'm like, no, they're not. They are exact. They are equal to us, if not better. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because they don't come in or learn all of the ego stuff that we do. And they like, they don't hold trauma in the same way that we do i mean of course animals there are animals who who are traumatized but it's mm -hmm. the way that they move it's just mm -hmm. it's like they're able to shake it off more easily a lot of the time because they just are in this place all animals are just so divinely just such so divinely guided by love mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah i'm seeing that and when you mentioned traumatized animals. My current dog is traumatized. Um, she, I've, I've been in her records. It's, it's rough. Um, oh, coming, so. coming earthside in this life. Um, I found her when she was only four or five weeks old. So she was not socialized at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, growing up, you've really seen the, the negative effects of that. Um, but it's also allowed me to take a new role as not only allowing the animals to, to hold space for me and to, to heal me and to give me their medicine, but for me to learn how to heal her and for me to learn, you know, how to speak for her. And like I said, um, they, they have been so prominent in my life and allowing me to, to, to learn my medicine and learn my language. Now it's my time. I really feel like my duty to learn theirs, to learn their language, to, to tell others, you know, <laughs> that there's so much more than what we think. Um, the reasons why they come into our lives are so much more profound than, than just chance. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I really resonate with that. Um, I pulled a couple of animal cards I felt called to as you were talking, and I'm curious if any of these ones come up for you a lot. Um, I got porcupine, swan, 
hummingbird, which is one of my guides, um, fox bear, um, mm-hmm. and blue heron. Those are the mm. six that came out. <laughs> mm. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, do you mind if we like go into each one and I could just like give like one thing that I'm feeling from each? Yeah, I'd love that. That'd be amazing. Awesome. So what was the first one that you pulled? Um, it was porcupine. Oh my gosh. I've been receiving the porcupine so often this year. Me too, Um, actually. (laughs) Really? Yeah. For me, it really represented, um, to, to, to allow more people in and to not be so, um, so guarded. Oh, I love that. Mm. I think that's a message for all of us. Like everyone who's listening, this is such a collective message too, because just the world is so divided right now, mm-hmm. just in general, all over the place. I mean, we're in the U.S., but everywhere there's a lot of division and we need to all kind of yeah. pull back in our quills. and mm-hmm. <laughs> Pull back in the quills, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I pulled swan. Swan. Uh, swans are so interesting to me because I really see them almost as like this yin-yang energy. Yeah. Um, they're so beautiful to look at from afar, but when you get close, it's like, Ooh, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> they will defend at, at all costs. Um, and I kind of see this like also like in, in our own world and the way that, you know, we see like shiny objects and we, we think that we want it, but when we come close, we, we look at it again and, and we might still take it, but it's not really meant for us. Yeah. Um, it's kind of how I, how I view swan and swan energy. So, so if you feel or see swan, there might be something that you've been like thinking about or eyeing, but it's just asking you to take a closer look. Oh, I like that a lot. That resonates. Ooh, okay. Hummingbird. Hummingbird. I love hummingbirds so much. <laughs> I would love for you to share since you are really connected to this animal and, and I definitely would love to, to bounce back on it, but I would love for you to speak first on it. Yeah. Well, so for me, hummingbird is a lot of joy and play and creativity. And she, um, for me, she kind of balances the star and earth energy within me. So she validates when I, need my go and talk to her if I'm feeling like very overwhelmed or dense she's like that's fine but here's how you come back down into this in a place of love like she's just very she's kind of um I always see hummingbird as a she at least for me kind of like a mother in a sense that she's there holding space and creating a bridge in life really um to bridge the gap of of what feels difficult and what needs to be done and bringing joy into it. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I also really um, feel movement within the hummingbird. Yes. Um, and this, and this exchange of movement as we, as we watch, but hummingbirds, they like move so fast, but in their own immediate world, they're just going with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they have their eye on what they need to nourish their body and to nourish um you know all the plants around them as well um so i also kind of yeah like see it as a as a finding your own unique flow yeah yeah i like that and even patience too because Mm -hmm. hummingbird moves so fast but they also like when you watch one half the time they're just Mm -hmm. fluttering in one place Mm -hmm. so they're moving but they're they're staying still at the same time yeah it's really interesting the way that they fly it's like almost like suspended to me they're very like magical fairy energy (laughs) 
They are. <laughs> like, are you really that. an animal? Are you in disguise? <laughs> I know. Same. I'm like, there's my fairy, my little fairy bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, fox. Oh, fox. I love foxes. Um, they were a big animal for me growing up. I actually remember like going on a scavenge with my neighbor because um, we found a fox skull and we, we didn't know that it was, it belonged to a fox. But when we found the skull, we, we pretended like we were little like archaeologists and wanted to discover what it meant or, or, or what animal it belonged to. Um, but for me, foxes just were always like Toltec wisdom, ancient, ancient wisdom. It's all right here, like just rooted in the earth, look down. Um, and I'm really being at, at peace with that, not needing any, Fox doesn't need for anyone to tell them anything. They, they got it. They know. Yeah, <laughs> They're so wise. Beyond <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Mm. Um, bear. I'm really curious to hear you. I love bear. I am um, just a little quick little interlude. I lived in, um, I grew up in, a lot of my life in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. lots of bears feeling the presence like you said I could feel their presence I didn't see them all the time but when I did see them oh my god sometimes it was scary because I'd be really close to you but also beautiful Mm. they're so gorgeous and so Mm. so powerful oh yeah oh gosh I love bears I've been on many backpacking trips where I've had a lot of close encounters with Mm. the large moms the dads the babies um I've, I've always loved bears. I just think, um, you know, we've all had like that image of a teddy bear and, and what does the image of a teddy bear make you feel just like warmth, love, mother. I think bear is like inherent earth mother energy, like almost like she is Gaia in a way. Um, I have such chills when you say that. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I really, really find, um, bear to be so rooted in the earth, like in, in, in the cave, in the home, she, um, so much of her, of her life is spent nourishing, um, others and, and fertilizing the planet and, and really working with the seasons. Oh my gosh, talk about an animal that works with the seasons and, and cycles and just allows, you know, nature to take its course. Um, and really bears have like a bad rip, but when you come up to them, if, if you're really in the wild, they're not, that's, I mean, a, not a grizzly bear. I'm not telling yeah. you to go walk up to a grizzly bear. <laughs> I'm more like picturing like a, a black bear in my head, um, just because that's more of a bear that's native to us or something that we've seen. Um, but yeah, definitely sweet, gentle creatures, very loving. Yeah, they are. And I always think of black bears too, because yeah, those are the ones I've seen. Mm-hmm. And they really aren't actually that dangerous unless you're, <laughs> unless you are, unless they have babies, if they have babies. Unless you're poking the bear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, blue heron. Blue heron. Mm, definitely an animal that I've been witnessing mm-hmm. um, in Florida. A lot of crane energy also I think of. Um, and I really feel this, this patience when it comes to those types of birds. Um, and really slowing down my energy and, and waiting and surrendering to, to what I want to come to me. I love that. I think birds are really, they really are teaching us patience and surrender. Like, and every bird has a different energy, but I do feel that energy for most birds because they do. I mean, talk about another animal that surrenders to the seasons. They migrate and mm-hmm. they adapt and they're just, they're such 
beautiful creatures really to watch. I really have been enjoying um, where I am now in Arizona. There's so many ravens and hawks and crows all around and communing with them and just feeling their presence is really amazing. I didn't really see a lot of those in the North. Um, Yeah. I know they exist up there, but they just weren't as present as they are here. Yeah. Yeah. Ravens have been showing up a lot for me recently too. Um, Almost just as a reminder to look a little bit closer, listen a little bit closer, opening kind of like all the senses and where, which you receive messages just a little bit wider. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so this morning, actually in physical form, coyote showed up. Um, So I'm curious how you work with coyote. Coyote. Oh man. Coyote to me. And this is, I feel like possibly because this is a deck that I work with. um, Coyote shows up as the shadow self, Mm -hmm. um, as, as ego, as um, a little bit more of that type of feeling. Of course I see, I see, um, I see the higher self and the ego also of each animal too. I don't also only just look at, you know, that the good that they're trying to share, but also what, what could be the opposite that they're trying to share with me. Um, so for me, coyote, coyote does have to have that flow as well. So I would say more, more of the shadow for the coyote. Um, but also, um, just making its present, you're making your presence a little bit more known, um, and, and allowing people to take you in and to take more of of what you have to offer in. Um, cause I feel like sometimes when we, for, for most others, I'm sure with us, any animal is like, whoa, an amazing, like euphoric experience, something out of the ordinary. Um, we look, um, and try to really communicate. Um, but for others, I feel like we pass by coyotes a lot and we don't really have that big, like, oh wow, it's a wolf. Oh wow. It's a bear. Like yeah. that type of um, reaction like coyotes like but I'm here I'm still present I'm still you know working like why are you passing me by um, they're still a really amazing animal they they help out with the ecosystem so much um, and 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 like I said part of their medicine medicine is to teach us you know part of our shadow but also what part of us are are we ignoring or allowing others um, to ignore of us yeah. um, as we continue to show up I love that. Yeah, I, I see Coyote very similarly. Um, the deck I work with, I want to hear what deck you work with. I'm going to ask you that next. But the deck I work with is um, Coyote is the trickster. And it's really mm-hmm. the ego. It's like, where are you tricking yourself? And mm-hmm. I love that word for it. If you take it in the right way, because I think we can take trickster and go Coyote's bad and mean. Yeah. And that's not true. I mean, if you don't want to see your dark side, your dark the darkness that you need to work with and heal, then yeah, I guess coyote could be mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's just really powerful medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what are your favorite decks that you work with? Like if you have, I don't know, two or three that you really love. Oh man. So my collection is really small at the moment, but I, I have been like seeing so many more that I want to, that I want to get. But currently, um, oops, sorry, my crystal just fell. Um, my favorite has always been Spirit Song Tarot um, because it features a wide range of animals. Oh, I love that. Um, so, so things that normally don't either occur in my immediate presence or just naturally show up 
for me, whether that be my ancestors are sending them in because many of my ancestors have animals that are powerful to them just as where I've grown up. Bears, wolves, reindeer were really important to them. And those are animals that I've typically, you know, been surrounded by. Um, but it's not every moment that I'm met with elephant energy or tiger. So I really like that deck to pull out new animals and yeah. kind of change the pace of the energy. Um, to root back into my own ancestry and, and just make my inner child happy. I recently got this deck um, and I think it was a Kickstarter campaign. It's a very indie deck, um, not well known. It's called Oak, Ash and Thorn. Um, and it's, it's only woodland creatures. Oh, I love that. So it has um, rabbit, crow, uh, squirrel and fox as the main characters, um, but then woven into, this is a tarot deck, the major arcana, in, there's some wolves and, and owls and other woodland creatures. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And tell us about your deck, because I know that you just had a Kickstarter, very successful launch, right, for your, your own tarot deck. So tell us about that. Yeah, um, I really wanted to honor uh, this season of my life because it is probably one of the most important years for me is the year um, I decided to really step into my gifts to acknowledge them and to show them to others, um, to call in other people that resonated the same way because I did feel like that lack of connection or community yeah. um, growing up and, and throughout college. So, um, and announcing like myself to the world as a healer, as a guide, um, I've, I've been really guided by wolf energy. Um, wolf has been one that I've connected to as a child, has been with me now, and I know is coming with me for the rest of my life, but always. Um, I received also the name in, in my own record, Spirit of the Wolf, um, whether that be a name that I had in a past life or something that they want me to embody at all times so I can continue standing in my um, my free expression and my um, independence um, really fear fear less of myself um, more love um, so I really wanted to honor this experience by creating something um, that you know other people could share as well um, and that was to create a wolf deck wolves are very spiritual creatures and I know a lot of witches shamans what it, star beings everyone's connected to wolves i've noticed oh definitely in some way shape or form they're always shown in in any mystical shop you see a wolf they're yeah. they're always there um and and looking i i felt and the whole experience and, and project was channeled to me um but i was like well before i make this let me just check the internet to make sure this wasn't done before because you know i don't want to step on any toes i know i could probably do it differently but you know I wanted to see if it already existed. Yeah. Um, and only one existed, but it wasn't really, I wouldn't really even call it a, necessarily a tarot deck. It didn't follow. Um, I think it only had like 40, 50 cards or so. So like the whole like structure of tarot that I really love was not brought in with okay. this deck. Um, and it was only just photographs of goals too. It was kind of like an older, I feel like, possibly a deck that someone wanted to do because a wolf deck didn't exist, but also um, we're just more, just very free with it. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, the, the deck that I'm envisioning doesn't exist. So I guess it's part of my journey to do it. Yeah, <laughs> um, to bring in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I decided to make like a full wolf tarot deck, bringing in wolf medicine, 
um, I think will represent um, instincts and intuition and becoming our own leader, but also finding community and with others who, who resonate with the same message. Um, so, so that's what it is. It's, it's broken up into the suits of the leaders, the leader within you, the leader that you see within others, the caretaker within you, um, how you can caretake with others, um, the hunter within you, taking what you need and, and also giving. Um, and lastly, the watcher within you, the one that can be um, patient and sit and receive and, and look and, and acknowledge and, and kind of um, feel out before taking action. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I love that. So um, is it available anywhere to purchase like it on Etsy or do you have a store that, that people can purchase from? Yeah, so currently it's in uh, the printing phase. Okay. I think I'm finally going to have it in physical form at my door um, the end of December, early January. So um, exciting. Yeah, so it will be like ready to order more closely to January and February. Like, okay. Um, purchase it, you'll have it right away. Right now it's kind of on pre-order phase, so you can pre-order it now on Etsy and on Indiegogo um, until it's, it's just here and ready to go out to anyone. Yeah. You'll have to send me those links so I can put them in the show notes. Cause that's really exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I want to go into a couple other really interesting topics that kind of came up as you were talking before we finish. So we wanted to talk about, I know we were talking about going into kind of your ancestral, a little bit more into your ancestral roots and what you've been looking into and kind of studying for yourself. So I definitely, I want to hear about that. Um, I'd love to bring in a little bit. You mentioned to me when we were um, talking before we did, we did this, we got on this call, that part of what activated it for you going into these um, ancestral lineages for you was that your partner also mm -hmm. shares these lineages. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit um, if you, you know, are, are open to sharing a little bit about, um, you know, how you connected with your partner and a little bit of your story. And then I'd love to hear kind of the ancestral piece that you're, you're exploring. Yeah, I would love to. Oh, this makes me so happy to talk about him. He doesn't get enough credit. Um, so his name is Dieter, um, very German, Swedish name. Um, so he is actually um, German. He, we, I actually want to gift him um, something from Ancestry or, or something so he can get more in depth. Um, but we know that he is German and um, his mom is Nicaraguan. She's um, from Nicaragua. Um, so he's a little bit of a mix of that, but how we met was through a dating app. Um, we met through Bumble, but our relationship is so drastically different because we've both recognized within each other that we are the first partners we've ever had that we have resonated on a spiritual level. Yeah. Um, he has never been able to open up about his spirituality with a, any other partner before. I'm going to really dive into that in a, in a communion, in a union with his partners, um, and, and really me either. I've always had to, to hide my decks, to hide my crystals or, or just feel like very anxious and sweaty when they would ask me about it and me have to, you know, explain something that I knew that they didn't resonate with, um, and explain myself. Um, so 
uh, we met on on that basis. That was like one of the first things that we spoke about. Um, because Bumble is so interesting, you actually can like write a little bit about your spirituality. Um, so going into that dating app, I really wanted to be raw and open about what I did because I was really tired of hiding that part of myself. Um, and he was really open about what he did too. Um, so he explained to me that he was Norse pagan and that was something I never heard of before. Um, but it's, it's basically one of like the first, um, spiritual practices, really. It actually, everything, uh, from Christianity was taken by the original, um, Vikings and Norse pagans, all, all of our traditions, um, Christmas was, was actually doctrined by them and, and all these other things that I've grown in, um, actually in a Roman Catholic church believing, um, to be, you know, what I thought and told what was ours, but really he's like, no, 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 this really comes from like a truly like ancient place. And, and because of that, I, I like to acknowledge them, um, and, and really the, the heart of their practice, because it isn't as, um, devices of, of what, um, some of the Catholic religion has now taken into place. And I'm sure we can all resonate with that in some shape yes. or form. We don't need to go into that today, but, um, you know, and, and he was sharing with me, he follows it because it allows him to be really close to his ancestors. Um, he follows it because it is more connected to, to nature. He follows it because um, it is polytheistic. He, he enjoys and resonates with connecting to gods and goddesses and, and paying tribute to them. Um, and, and, just, and, and he also does runes, which is kind of like um, a take on tarot. Um, so we resonated on a lot of those practices, although his um, was more, I guess, traditional sense, and he really just only follows that practice. He doesn't dive into any other cultures and what they do. Um, but, but in my practice, I kind of like dip into many places, you know, I really, I really enjoy um, respecting and looking at other cultures and, and again, kind of taking what resonates, taking what resonates. I don't need to follow the complete book, but I can respect and take what resonates. Um, for example, the other day I did a cacao ceremony. Um, we, we pay tribute to, to those in Peru who made the cacao and, and the ceremony and did it in a way that was respectful to them. Um, for me, I always thought the reason why I was so intrigued by animals was because of um, indigenous Native Americans here in America. Um, but now I'm seeing that is actually a practice also rooted in Sweden and Norway. So this is possibly something I've just been doing for many of my past lives or my ancestors are sharing that medicine with me as well as the elements. Um, so, so we've always like had our practices but kind of morphed them together. We would do moon ceremonies together um, we, we would ask each other about what we received in our runes or, or my tarot and, and kind of how they aligned. Um, but then, like I was telling you, I've been really feeling this nudge to connect with my ancestors and to do more practices rooted in my ancestry. Um, like I do love taking in all the different practices, but I really feel like I can gain a lot more of my individual, um, gifts and, and heighten them and, I really pay homage to my own ancestors by, you know, doing a little bit more exploration there. Um, so he is a huge history buff. If, if I wish that being a historian paid more because he would rock it, he loves history so much. Um, so, so I'm always like open to asking him like, like, what do you know about about you know um, religion and, and and spirituality in in Germany and Norway and Sweden where where I come from and where you come from, 
Um, he's like, oh, well, um, Germanic animism is really, really important to them. And I was like, what's that? And they're like, it's the belief that, you know, plants, animals, rocks, nature have a soul. And I'm like, that's something I've been practicing my whole life. This has been rooted in, you know, what my ancestors have been teaching me or, or have shared. He's like, yeah, <laughs> um, look into it more. <laughs> um, and then I was like, and then I was doing more research. The elements are so important. Um, they are also polytheistic. And um, I do kind of play in the realm of different gods and goddesses and calling them in my practice. So that is something I, I, I do as well animals being really important to them. And of course the animals that I've always been attracted to, wolves, bears, deer, and, and et cetera. Yeah. Um, so that just got me so excited to do more and explore more. Wow, okay, that is beautiful. What an amazing connection. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm so grateful for him and our connection. I feel like part of him is to help me also connect to my ancestors. Because in all of his ceremonies, he offers um, something to his ancestors. And that was not, never something I resonated with or felt, um, or I almost felt like a little bit fearful of it, um, just because I, I really felt so out of touch with them. And, and again, this connection and fear with like my own family, it's so like broken and, and, and almost like very damaging and hurtful emotions laid there with, with a lot of my current family members. Um, but watching him, it was beautiful. I was like, that's such an amazing, I like, I wish. Um, but talking to him more and, and seeing those connections being made, I'm like, they have been trying to talk to me. I just, I need to like respect that and, and say, hey, I'm here to listen too. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Um, the offering thing too. That's been a new thing that's come into my life of offering um, just to all of the, all of the different guides I work with, guides, ancestors, and it still isn't completely natural to remember, but I'm trying to, I'm really working on that because I do, it's resonating now a lot more than it used to, the offering, because um, I see the reason like, oh, it's really beautiful to show this gratitude. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I love that you brought that up. Um, so do you feel that you guys have been together in other lives? Is there definitely a soul connection there? Like, oh, do you yeah. remember? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, it was funny also before tapping into my own gifts, um, I would go to readers quite frequently. Um, and, and I, in our first months of dating, um, I invited him to go with me. Um, cause I don't think he's ever received like an actual reading before, but was very open to it and was, was very interested. Um, and we actually met a reader who, who, nor, who knew more about, um, you know, more of the Norse pagan practices and actually integrated that into his own reading. So he really enjoyed it. Um, and in both of our readings, we went in separate rooms. So they didn't know that we came in together or, or felt um, or initially saw our presence together. But yeah. when we both went into our readings, they're like, well, you know, of course we asked about our own, you know, questions um, and, and concerns about our life and our career and, and all that unknown. But uh, they both said, without us asking about it, our relationship, they're like, are you with somebody right now? Both we, and we talked about after, like, they both said the same thing. They're like, this is really different for you. This is really important. We're seeing this like spiritual connection too, this past life, you know, connection that you guys have had together. Um, and, and they both said that our guides were so happy that we found each other again, because um, it was a long time coming. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. It was interesting, the synchronicity of how we met because um, I, I was in New York before coming to Florida. Um, I recently graduated college and being an only child, um, the only family I do really feel connected to is my, my just my parents. Um, and, and they decided to move to Florida to retire. So I kind of felt the need to go with them and, and just see what that was like. Um, so I came to Florida with no friends, no all relationship, or even just like side, whatever, texts and conversations away, just completely fresh, yeah. blank slate. Um, and then decided to open up that, that profile and, and met him within a month. Um, and same with him. He was uh, in the military for four years. He was in the Marines. Um, and that same couple of months, uh, he decided to leave. He actually thought he was going to stay in it for a while, but realized it didn't resonate with him anymore. Fresh slate, new town, hasn't been in Florida for a long time. Um, and, and opened up the dating app, and then there we were. Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> Moved in together three months later and have been with each other for a year and a half now. That's incredible. What a beautiful story. Oh, my God. I can just feel that. I have, like, chills. Like, that's... <laughs> love it. Um, I also want to tell you, I've been like seeing energetically your face, like shift into like these indigenous women of, of your ancestors or you in past lives, but just this kind of shamanic presence. Um, it's really beautiful. I definitely can really see that energy in you strongly. Oh, I appreciate that. And for sharing that with me. Thank you. Um, so I just want to ask you a couple kind of, I wouldn't say they're rapid fire questions. I'm not that fast of a question asker, but you know, they kind of those like last few little getting to know you questions at the, as we wrap up. Um, I'd love to know what your astrology is like your, your big three signs and then anything else in your chart. That's um, that you find really important mm. for you. I just had my first full astrology reading last week. So I have lots of pings to share. Um, uh, my sun sign, I'm a Cancer. Uh, my moon sign, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> and my rising and part of my um, karmic debt is uh, Libra. Um, okay. She said I'm really trying to, to move into this balance. Um, that a lot of my life I've been more um, also in, and also part of my karma, I think she was speaking on um, part of my north and south node was being a lot in the Virgo, a lot in the control, a lot in the organization. And, mm -hmm. and I've been working through that a lot. Um, it's, it's definitely like a, like a battle. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and releasing to, she said, more of Pisces energy flowing the water that I have been, you know, naturally using my whole life, especially always resonating with cancer, always resonating with moon energy and water energy. Um, so, so working more with the flow, but those are my big three. <laughs> they, they do tell a lot about me. <laughs> I wear them like my heart on my sleeve. I have them tattooed on me, but oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, I always found it really interesting, you know, how some people have more of an influx with water or fire or earth. Um, but all of those, my big three are pretty balanced, water, earth, uh, and air, and I'm on the cusp. Some people resonate with cusp or not, I do, um, is Leo. <laughs> and she, Leo, she said, was a big karmic detonation. She's like, you're very balanced in all your elements. And I'm like, yeah, but I feel them very differently every day. <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of funny. Oh, I love that. What is your, um, what's your North Node? 
I believe, yeah, it's, it's Libra. Okay. Um, so, or possibly myself, man. I have to look into that again, but it's, it's it would definitely have. like Libra. Oh, 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 I know. My south node is Aries also. So that was a lot of that like control she was talking me and, and my north was, was Libra, I believe. Was what she was yeah, that, that's what I thought. That's the same with Mary and I. So we're all within that same like year and a half that we've yeah. been born. Um, but it's been a big thing that we've um, discussed. <laughs> Just that interest, interesting um, kind of interplay between the Libra and the Aries. And I'm an Aries moon. So there's like, mm. so... Aries being my south node as well that Aries moon is like it's really easy to get pulled into that Aries energy mm-hmm. um yeah yeah um, yeah she was explained to me it was so interesting I didn't know how you could go into past lives in astrology I never understood that connection until that reading um she's like yeah you were like the the leader the dictator the ceo many 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 times this you're you're good at this you know how to do this you don't need to force that type of um you know that type of uh, archetype anymore that's yeah. going to come naturally to you now it's really your chance to flow in it to allow it to come to you to release the control um so i'm really excited to learn that lesson in this season yeah no same same here of course i've i've <laughs> um and it's really funny because as a kid, well, not even as a kid, like as a teenager, when I was kind of really disconnected from all of my gifts and in that space, I really want, I really said um, all the time, I'm going to be a CEO of a company. I'm going to like be in charge. <laughs> and that's so that airy south node. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about your human design? What's your profile and energy type? I know the very basics. Um, okay. I am a generator mm-hmm. with a, uh, my sacral chakra mostly open but that's pretty much all I know about my human design Mm -hmm. okay um yeah and we'll have to I'm gonna cut I'm gonna have to circle back because I'm really curious what your profile is which is the two numbers that go with it Mm -hmm. um because that's yeah very interesting but mm, generator so you've got lots of energy that you can put into all of your projects. I love that. <laughs> yes. My, it makes my Virgo very happy. It's like, oh, you have so much to give us to work on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So true. Um, have you ever looked at your astro cartography? No. What is that? Oh, okay. I'll send you a link. It's, um, it's your astrology, like your natal chart overlaid over the map of the world. And it shows you where are really supportive places for you to live or to visit? Where are places that are going to like force more growth? They might not be as comfortable to live on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, where were you born? Like what kind of line were you born on? It's really interesting. I'll send you a link when we're done. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. So awesome. curious what line you're on um, mm-hmm. or near in Florida. I could probably guess because Florida isn't really working out for me too much I feel like once I met met my uh my partner my soulmate they're like okay you've done what you need to do here now get out oh yeah (laughs) like that was like the main force that brought me here um but we're both like okay we met we're happy we're content but we got to go back to the mountains now we got to go back to the cold it's calling Mm. us that makes sense because I like have been seeing I don't know I every time I look behind you like at your background I'm like you're in a room but there's also snow (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. my ancestors Um, are like you're living in Florida (laughs) yeah 
Oh my god. Same though. I'm in Arizona. Like mm-hmm. it's really it's it's really beautiful. It's and there's a lot of um native indigenous energy which I love, mm-hmm. you know, feeling into. But the heat and the desert is um I have some past life like mm-hmm. difficulties in the desert. So when I'm in the desert, I'm like working through that. So it's great in that sense. Um but I'm feeling called to go back to the cold. I'm like, it's too warm. My ancestors are also like, you need to be more where there's a little bit more snow and trees and, um, and yes. Okay. Last little thing. I would just love to hear, um, if you have any tips for people who, Oh, I have one question after this, actually, sorry, my brain. Um, but first, if you have any tips for people who want to connect to animals, you want to connect into like that medicine, um, what would you advise to someone who's listening and like, how do I start? Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my favorite tip is to look at animals for how they are in the wild and how that can apply to yourself in just more of a spiritual sense. Um, looking at really what they're good at, where, where they're called to, how they interact with other creatures, um, and how that could apply to your life as well. Um, but yeah, just in a more conscious state of, of, of how that can really apply some of their medicine into your own life. Okay, beautiful, I love that. There's so many things I could ask you, like I really, um, we're gonna have to, you'll have to come back on at some point. I want to hear about your tarot journey. I want to hear about all this stuff, um, but I don't want to make us. I don't want to make this too long. Um, but I do just want to ask um, if you resonate with being a rainbow soul, um, like Mary and I talk about. Because well, I want to hear. Well, I want to hear if you resonate with that. <laughs> yeah. No. I I love. I love um, when I heard your your first episode, hearing about it, and especially all the mythical creatures. Um, I, the, the word rainbow to me is something like almost something I also kind of like resist at the same time. Like, I feel like, Ooh, what is this? But I'm like also resistant to it. And I feel again, like that earth is like yanking me down. It's like be in the, um, in the more like neutral muted tones, be in the, be here, be with the, the elements and the animals don't go up there for some reason. Um, and really the only time I do really go up there is in my records is, is yeah. when I channel. Um, but, but I do like take specific, specific times to do I go so fluidly in and out. Um, but I do feel like it's like something like I've been called to, but it's also like this fear of like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to lose all of all of my connection with like the earth and animals too? So I think that's possibly like a fear ego is trying to keep me from. Mm, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. That makes sense though, because you are. Um, I do. I can't I mean. I can just just confirmation. Really, I know you already know it, but I just do feel so much earth from you. Like you're just really um, beautifully connected to the earth. So I I understand that. I kind of deal with that fear sometimes of if I connect strongly to the earth, will I lose my connection with the stars? And it's, mm-hmm. it is definitely an ego thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think, at least I know for me, because I'm, it's something I'm working on of like, I need to be able to let that go because it's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lose it. But, yeah. um, I just, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've noticed for a long time, like when I've, um, just, just through like social media, I've been like, you're definitely, I can feel the rainbow from you. So <laughs> that's part of the reason I wanted to talk because we really, 
are so like when we first were like we're gonna start this podcast and we were like channeling about the rainbow realm and the rainbow souls we're like we need to connect with all of all of them <laughs> like bring them on and talk to them and so um yeah i'm really glad we got, got a chance to do this and yeah and i'd love to talk more about it and and hopefully crack open that um for for me and for for anyone else too yeah no absolutely we have to continue talking about it and mm-hmm. um yeah connecting about it yes sounds good i love that um and then just last thing if you want to tell everyone where they can find you i'll put in the show notes too but um yeah where can everyone find you um, my Instagram, which I'm more frequently on, is at Brianna Jolie. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the, bit, the best place to find me because I'm always on there. Um, and my website uh, for, for all my teachings, offerings, and, and even further dive deep into the medicine that I have to share with everybody um, is BriannaJolie.com. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I've been loving it. I'm so happy I get to start my day talking to you. Yeah, me too. Okay. Wow. I hope that you all enjoyed that episode as much as we enjoyed having that conversation. I hope that it was eye-opening and informative and helpful for you. And I encourage you and invite you to go connect with your animal medicine. Call in your animals in meditation, in conscious movement, in whatever way you connect into into your intuition. That is the best way to call in your animal guides your animal medicine whatever you're here to work with in the animal and natural earthly realm it is so so healing to connect with the animals i cannot stress that enough i cannot say that enough it's changed my life as i've connected more and more to the animals over the last few months and I'm excited for you all to go on that journey of connecting more to your animals if you haven't done that yet. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you so much. I can't tell you how much it means to have you here in this space. If this podcast does resonate with you, I would like to ask you from the bottom of my heart to like rate review the podcast on your podcast player of choice or to share it with friends family soul tribe who would connect with the messages that we are sharing it really helps in um, continuing this mission of spreading consciousness spreading love and spreading the rainbow realm the unity point to consciousness into the world so thank you all so much so much love and appreciation and gratitude for you wishing you the most beautiful week wishing you the most beautiful holiday season whatever holidays you celebrate and looking forward to connecting with you next week lots of love <laughs>